The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Only a few weeks away from the end of the year. And then when we turn into January, the minimum wage is going to be increased by 12% to €12.70 an hour. Something that I think an awful lot of low-paid people very badly need, particularly given the increase in prices we've had in the last couple of years and things like home heating bills and the cost of doing the weekly shop. And although inflation may have dropped below 4% now, that's just the rate at which prices continue to increase. Prices are an awful lot more expensive than they had been before the start of 2022. There are, however, many businesses, small businesses, who say that they cannot afford this. Adrian Cummins, Chief Executive of the Restaurants Association of Ireland, you're one of the representative bodies highlighting what you think are problems. Why so? Good evening, Matt. Well, essentially, there's a lot of government initiatives in terms of increasing the minimum wage um, statutory sick pay increase or pension auto enrolment and then on top of that we had the VAT increase in September all coming at once for our industry which is putting huge pressure on the hospitality se- sector especially food led low margin businesses we are labour intensive so we understand wholeheartedly that we're in a cost of living crisis and nobody will, will say that the 1270 minimum wage is wrong it's the level of increase which contributes to uh, wage inflation right through our industry, uh, which is 12.4% increase from the last time the minimum wage was, was, inc- was increased. And what we're seeing very clearly here is it's down to the shortage of housing. I think everybody will agree on that. If we sorted out the housing problem in the country, we'd sort out a lot more problems across the economy because what we're finding from our staff in our, in our, in, in our industry is Rent is, is so high because of the shortage of accommodation, hence uh, wages have to go up to meet, to meet demand. And uh, that is one of the issues that's facing us. And what it will do is going to put small businesses out of business next year in terms of the cost levels that are coming into our industry from government-led initiatives. Okay, this listener here says it's really simple. If you cannot pay your staff a proper wage, you should not be in business. Anything else is exploitation, says that listener. No, nobody is denying that uh, the, the 1270 is the right uh, level for the minimum wage. What, our, what we're saying very clearly here is that we want to say to the government that on top of the minimum wage, you have pension auto-enrolment, you also had a VAT increase from 9 to 13.5%, you also have a sick, sick pay increase from 3 to 5 days uh, next year, which will go to 10 days over the next number of years. All of these, these things are costing business at the, end of the, at the end of the day. And these level of costs for our sector, these small businesses won't be able to sustain that, that, those levels of increases. And what will happen is businesses will go, out, will go out of business and staff will be laid off and they'll lose their jobs. Okay, let's bring in Suzanne Rogers, Research and Policy Analyst with Social Justice Ireland. It's not just the restaurants I'm hearing who are making these complaints. There are lots of sectors who say that a 12% increase in the minimum wage effectively means a 12% increase across the board and that they can't afford it. Do you have any sympathy with the businesses who are arguing that? I kind of feel I'm in a bit of a doom loop sometimes when we discuss the sort of poverty issues and minimum wage. I mean, I would spend a lot of my time talking about poverty and income adequacy and then we have a discussion about what social welfare we should be providing. And then the first thing we hear then is go and get a job. And now what we're saying is that, well, the minimum wage as it currently stands isn't enough to keep people out of poverty. So 
if we are going to encourage people to go to work, work does need to pay. I think that's probably the most important thing. And I mean, you know, obviously nobody's arguing against that. Um, I mean, statistics like research across the world has shown that when minimum wages are increased, jobs aren't necessarily lost. That hasn't, there is no kind of correlation there. There's no, there's no necessarily a link between the two. I completely agree with the housing piece that if we got housing right, then we could really reassess what minimum wage and living wage would need to look like. And I'm conscious as well, like I'm sitting here, uh, the staff in the Brubaker Cafe on South Frederick Street were kind enough to let me sit in the corner. And I'm watching these staff here in this cafe. They literally haven't sat down since they came in here a little while back. Like, these people work really, really hard. We saw that in COVID as well, that it was the... It was those vital jobs. It was people doing really, really vital work, hard work that were on the lowest income. So I just think it has to be a conversation about decent work, decent pay right across the board. Suzanne, there's another listener who texts in to say, the minimum wage increase is a plaster on a bullet wound. Supermarkets, restaurants, etc. will increase prices to pay staff and therefore inflation continues to rise. Is there an element of that? That is a question of chasing the tail almost. I think, I mean, this is it. once you sort of get into that sort of, um, you know, the, the, one will rise, the other one will have to rise up with it. I mean, inflation is slowing. It hasn't, we're not in a deflationary situation where prices will increase, prices will continue to increase, albeit slower than they, than they had been. Um, but I think if we are to look at, at poverty in this country and the 133,000 people who are working, who are still not making ends meet, who are still living in poverty, this is a really, really important conversation. We are trying to encourage people to, to go out to work. And I mean, one of the questions, you know, when we get asked about this is, well, you know, should government subsidise and should government provide support to businesses and especially the restaurant businesses to be able to, to meet minimum wage requirements? And I kind of think, well, government is already subsidising low pay and through you know um you know any household that's uh, that's low paid at the moment may be getting um the working family payment maybe getting a medical card maybe getting housing subsidies would possibly be able to access additional needs or exceptional needs payments so the government's already heavily subsidizing people in work who are in poverty already um but i i think i mean inflation i suppose is is, is one of those things where We've had a couple of extraordinary years uh, interest rates that we haven't seen in 40-odd years. We, it, it should, I would imagine, that, you know, between central banks and, and departments of finance across Europe and across the world are actively trying to bring this down. But at the meantime, you've got people, as I said, I'm watching the hard-working staff here who are, you know, mocking floors. They haven't, you know, they're constantly on their feet. Yeah. And if they, if, they earn, if they work for 40 hours a week and still can't even afford not in this particular cafe, but if you're somewhere and you actually can't afford to eat in the restaurant that you walk in, something's wrong. Hopefully, though, they're making a few tips as well, although those know often as well they're run through the books and they're taxed as well. To finish with you, Adrian Cummins, we've had about 180 restaurants or food-like businesses which have closed since July. Any idea as to how many are vulnerable to closing in the new year? Well, we expect that those numbers to increase in the new year because I haven't even discussed the warehouse tax of $298 million that's due to, the, due to revenue that's falling due next uh, next May with a 3% interest rate on that. So when that, when that uh, trigger is pulled, you're going to see a substantial amount of businesses that won't have the cash to pay, pay that revenue back. 
that they will liquidate and we expect more closures in the new year. It's common conversation now across our industry of how many closures will happen in the new year, what type of business, more than likely there will be small businesses. And just to, to give your listeners an indication of what the extra cost on a restaurant is for 2024, an average restaurant with a million turnover will have an extra €100,000 uh, cost in that business. So that means that, that those businesses have to find that money somewhere uh, within, the, within their business in terms of making their business uh, viable uh, in 2024. And I feel that there's going to be a substantial amount of businesses that won't be able to do that, hence they'll close their doors. Adrian Cummins, Chief Executive of the Restaurants Association of Ireland. Suzanne Rogers from Social Justice Ireland. Thank you very much for being with us. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.